You are listening to the GTT podcast from the Canadian Council of the Blind. So, good morning, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the CCB GTT uh, presentation. Today is Wednesday, January 20th. Um, I guess a lot of people were just watching, maybe watching the inauguration and stuff. So, um, um, so today, David Green is going to lead us in a presentation about online banking. So now, without further ado, I'm going to turn it over to David Green, who is going to lead us in the talk about online banking. I'm going to share with you today what I know about the banking app, which is a little bit more than nothing, but it's not everything. Um, these apps on our phone, as you would have learned by now, they offer many, many features, and uh, we don't all use uh, the same features. So uh, we're going to focus mainly today on the on the banking app on the phone or your iPad, iPhone or iPad. The online banking application on the computer, Windows or Mac, uh, would be for another presentation. So if we think about online banking, I'm going to use the term online banking through the banking app. Who is it for? Uh, when do we need it? Why do we need it? Where are we going to use it? What's the all, what's the why for all about anyway? Like why, why bother with it? And when I was asked to do this presentation, I was uh, thinking back to when I was a teenager um, working and um, I'm 67 years old and I still feel like 32. Uh, as long as nobody's chasing me, I can still think I'm 32. But if, if I think back to when, like in the late 60s and 70s, uh, if you went into a store to buy something, it was cash and occasionally a check. Uh, back in the late 60s, early 70s, it was common if you were to buy something for $100, $150, it would be cash. And if the, uh, if the store owner, if they were the people in the store, if they were familiar with you, they would accept your check. If you were a stranger, um, they would accept your check and probably ask for your license number or for us as blind people, I don't quite remember. They certainly couldn't have got my license number, but they'd be, then ask for some proof of ID. So late 60s, early 70s, probably, I'm just guessing, probably 75% of transactions would have been in the store would have been cash and then the rest checked. That's just, that's my guess. So that, that would be my recollection. And even going back further than that, so I was born in the mid 50s and I uh, I grew up on a, in a, on a farm. So money transaction from hand to hand was a rare thing. So one person would have some one set of tools and a skill set and your neighbor would have another set of tools and a skill set. So there was a lot of trading back and forth. I'll do this for you and you do this for me in the barter system. You know, you give me some eggs and I'll give you a, a roast of pork, you know, when I butcher my pig. That's in the 50s, that's not very long ago. Then, like I said, 
earlier back uh, on into the 60s and on into the 70s. I did a little bit of research and I just learned that the first Visa card came on the market 62 years ago. Now, when you're 67, that's not very long. The first credit card was in 1955 and that was a gas company using it where you could uh, insert the credit card you would get from them in one of their gas pumps and pump your gas. There's been a fear of money of not, I don't know if anybody's ever been afraid of having too much money, but it's somewhat common to uh, have a, a bit of a fear of not having enough and where am I going to keep it? So if we go back to the 60s, it would be a common thing for people to keep cash in their wallet, keep cash maybe under their mattress. You would hear those terms, uh, cash in a sock, or they might have a, a safe with a secure lock on it to keep cash in. Um, because cash was, you know, it, it was it was flowing more since the COVID and back in March, I realized a few weeks ago, I haven't had one piece of currency in my pocket in pretty well the last year, not even a nickel. Uh, it's all through, you know, the, the cards that we're using. So I can remember back my parents and my grandparents uh, You'd, you'd go to the bank and if you had any extra money, which they had very little off, you'd take it to the bank and, you know, you'd put it in there because you'd be getting a little bit of interest. So, for example, if they had 100 extra dollars, which would be a rare thing, they might put 30 or 40 off it in the bank to gain some interest, but they'd keep the rest of it. Uh, they'd use the term socked away, you know, so that could be in a sock or it could be under the, they'd keep it where they could look at it, touch it, smell it, taste it. It was in hand, a valuable, valuable, valuable commodity. Then we move So there was the fear of, of the banking system. And then as, uh, uh, as, as checks became more popular and, you know, what if somebody steals my check or what if somebody tries to, uh, to uh, copy my signature? This fear has gone on through every system. So there's a fear now with, with the online banking. Oh, I've never done it. I can't trust it. The only reason any of us can't trust it is because we haven't done it. It was the same as whatever we did before, whatever we're comfortable with now, there was a time when we weren't comfortable with it. So uh, we are moving on whether we want to or not. Banking system uh, banking system has changed and continues to change. Um, June 29th, uh, 2007 was the first iPhone that was sold. It had no Siri and it had voiceover on it, no banking app. Uh, October uh, 2011 was the uh, introduction of Siri and thus has changed how we, uh, not just the blind community, but how all of us uh, do business. I'm uh, just going through my notes here. 
So to get to banks, so we've concluded now that um, banking has changed, is continuing to change. And uh, for those of us that are fearful and hesitating to step in, um, uh, I'll say this very gently. Uh, we either got to step in or we're going to be left behind. So let's assume we got our iPhone or iPad. I'm going to use the term iPhone. I have my iPhone and I'm uh, determined to get over my fear and uh, I'm going to I'm going to make my way into online banking and I'm going to get up to speed with the rest. And I'm going to get Apple Pay. And I'm going to do all of this stuff that I hear about and I know nothing about. So I go to the app store and I look for uh, my banking apps or whatever financial institution you're with, you would put your search in the search field for that app. So for me, I deal with uh, Royal Bank. So I would just put in RBC or Royal Bank in the search field and tap search. I would go through the search suggestions that come up and the first one will not always necessarily be the one you're looking for. Uh, there quite often is advertisements there. So don't when you find the one you think is the one you want, don't hesitate to go one or two beyond that just to uh, help yourself confirm. Download the app. The app will download, and uh, if you stay on the the App Store page, it will, when it's finished downloading, it'll say open. So you can open it from there, or you can just press your home button and go to your home screen, and however many pages of apps you have, go to your last page. The odds are pretty good it'll be on your last page. Find the app, one finger double tap, and open it. And you'll get the great welcome message to your uh, financial institution telling you you're the best thing that ever was and happy to please, uh, serve you and all that stuff. Basically, it'll give you the opportunity to sign in. Uh, sign in or sign up. I'm not sure what the terminology will be, but what it will require will be your account number. So if you have a debit card, it would be the number on your debit card and uh, your banking password and then you're in <clears throat> you're in there you're now in to the app so after you're signed in this will these steps will vary probably a little bit on like what rbc what they would do on their app and what bank of montreal and td would do on their app you know, maybe a little, the features, uh, I'm guessing the features are all going to be similar, but where you're going to find them, you're just going to have to swipe around uh, to find them. So I know with RBC, when you're on the RBC homepage and you're now in the app, it's going to give you the opportunity. Okay, you know, it's great to have you here. Uh, do you want, in the future, do you want to sign in with Face ID or Touch ID? So if you have an iPhone, XR or higher, XR, any of the uh, 10 series or 11, or the iPhone 12, any of those that have the Face ID, uh, you'll be using Face ID, anything under, under that, like the iPhone 8, the iPhone SE 2020, it'll be a Touch ID, iPhone 6 and 6, 7, 8, and so on. 
if you want to sign in that way, that's that's a good secure way to sign in. Otherwise, you'll have to put your password in each time and it'll most likely be a button there to say, remember me. That means remember my touch ID or remember my, uh, my fingerprint or my face ID. So that's signing in. So with the raw bank, I have five tabs at the bottom of my screen. Typically when you open any app, you're gonna have a top border on the screen, a bottom border on the screen, and then the content in the middle. Um, so quite often, if not always, we will have at the bottom what's called the toolbar or a tab bar, where there'll be these tabs that will give you uh, different options depending on the app that you're in. But we're talking now about the banking app. So the first tab on the bottom left-hand side of my screen, the first one is home. And if it's selected, it will say selected one off five. And on that home tab, it'll give me account overview. So if I have one account there, it would give me, um, it would give me that account overview. So I have a couple accounts and I have my visa account. So it will give me those accounts overview. I could swipe right to my checking account and it'll tell me what's there. Uh, I could swipe right to a savings account and it'll tell me what's there. I could swipe right on my visa account and it will tell me what's there. I could swipe right again and it'll give me opportunity to open uh, a new account of any type if I wish. If I tap on any one of those accounts, my checking savings or visa, it will bring up a list of recent transactions. So when I swipe on visa, it will tell me, you know, your, your current visa bill is, you know, whatever it is, $396.28. If I wanted to know if my recent transaction was on there, I could double tap on that and I could go through all of, uh, all of the recent transactions on that visa account. To go back out of there, you're going to do the hit, find the back button or your two finger scrub. It will also show any up, uh, upcoming payments that I've scheduled on that home tab. So for example, my, my cable bill remains the same. Uh, my internet, sorry, my internet bill remains the same every month. My rent remains the same every month for one year. So I just set those payments to repeat the same date every month. The cell phone should remain the same and it, it basically does if it doesn't get screwed up. I don't set it because in, in case it's, you know, a penny or two off one way or the other. Uh, the second tab is accounts. It seems to be somewhat uh, repetitive of what's in the home one, although I'm sure if we went in there uh, and poked around, there would be some, uh, some differences. Uh, and you can apply for a mortgage in this account, the accounts one with RBC. The third one is one called open action button. Uh, it's in the tab list, but it's called a button. Uh, I guess they made it, so 
they have permission to call it whatever they want. It seems to me that I would liken it to a contacts menu or a right, a right mouse click on a computer or like our contacts. So depending on whatever tab you're on, if you, uh, if you tap this more button or open action button, it'll bring up options uh, pertaining to that tab that you have selected. It's very convenient. Um, move money is the next one. Uh, yeah, uh, move, move money is in that one as well. Cross-border transfer, deposit check, and so on, even sign out. Um, the next one is uh, more. It's uh, more you're going to find on most uh, apps. And in there, you're going to find a lot of settings. Um, so on the RBC one, when I go into more, uh, there's profile settings. Help is in there. And if I want to contact a, a person at RBC, like talk with a real person, the quickest way to get to them is by logging into your, your mobile app, going to the help because you're already signed in, you're secure, and you'll, you'll uh, be connected with a live person a lot quicker than dialing an 800 number. And uh, and today, I have done uh, e-transfers in the past, and I've received e-transfers. That's when uh, somebody would send me money. I get an email and saying you you have an e-transfer from so and so for X amount of dollars, and uh, I have sent them where where the recipient needed to have a password to receive the e-transfer and uh, I've seen them where they didn't need. So to receive a, an e-transfer without a, without a password, you set up uh, auto debit. And I did a look for that just before we came on the call today and found that in this more button and was able to set that up so that any one of you, if you want to uh, send me all kinds of money, and Carol, if she wants to send me some jelly beans, I'll be able to just deposit right in my account <laughs> right away. Um, so in these uh, in these tabs, in the, in the more button, in not the more button, the... Uh, open action button. If you go in there, you have the opportunity to deposit a check. You have the opportunity to transfer money from any of your accounts. You have the opportunity to e-transfer to somebody across the room, across town, across Canada, around the world. Uh, and depending on your account, the fee is probably going to be zero. Um, pay bills, schedule bills, uh, apply for increased credit limit, um, request a decreased credit limit, and so on. 
So um, that's about it. Thank you for listening to the GTT podcast from the Canadian Council of the Blind. There are many ways to get in touch with us. You can call us toll-free at 1-877-304-0968. You can follow our GTT blog at gttprogram.blog. If you'd like to subscribe to our email support list, you can send a blank email to gttsupport plus sign subscribe at groups.io. And you can follow the Canadian Council of the Blind on the web at ccbnational.com. Dot 